guys. Welcome to COVID Conversations with Carly. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> but welcome. I don't have a microphone and I have a very stuffed up nose, so just bear with me for this first episode. I think everybody can tell from the title of the podcast, COVID Conversations, that I'm just trying to get people to share their stories of how they've dealt with the last nine months. A lot of people have been put in different situations and I think how we all handled a global pandemic is very different from one person to another. And we've heard a lot on the news about frontline workers or celebrities or, you know, people that are kind of more in the spotlight of this pandemic and how they've dealt with it, but not really from the average American. And I really want to hear from students, recent college graduates looking for jobs, people who've moved back in with their parents, teachers, professors, you know, we have other sides of the story. This is going to be a safe space for people to discuss how they've handled, you know, all of the the turmoil that we've been through and how they've escaped it, honestly. I have no agenda with this podcast. Um, I really hope that whoever ends up listening to this, you can get a good laugh, maybe, you know, see yourself in one of these situations or even want to come on and share your experience during lockdown and COVID-19 life. Even if this goes nowhere, but just come back to it in 20 years and see how the country's changed, how the globe has changed, how you have changed as a person, you know, it's going to be really interesting how COVID has impacted all of us and the businesses and the people around us. So let's just get right into it. I'm going to talk about my experience in the last nine months. I've kind of written out a timeline of things that have happened. So we're going to start with, you know, deep quarantine, then summer, and then fall, and then, you know, where I'm at now. I miss my mom, I miss my dad, I miss the road, I miss my band, giving hugs and shaking hands. It's a mystery, I suppose, just how long this thing goes, but there'll be crowds and there'll be shows, and there will be light after dark, someday we aren't six feet. March, I left college for spring break and I did end up going on a trip with my family and one of my closest friends and while we were away we got the email that said don't come back to college Um, and it wasn't that they didn't want us there they were just they couldn't be prepared no one was prepared for this we ended up having travel issues which I can't I'm gonna tell that story when my friend is on the podcast to help me it's It's really funny, but we almost got stuck in this different country for a long time and had to find different resources to try and make it home. But we did end up getting home eventually. And I had only packed a suitcase for that trip and everything was left at school. Now, at this time, I think that no one really knew what this virus was about And everybody thought, oh, like, we'll be back at school by the middle of April, maybe May, you know. I know that when I said goodbye to my friend after that trip, when she started to head home, I didn't really think about the fact 
that I would never see her until October of this year. I thought I was going to see her in a few weeks. And at this point, it's not that we found it funny, but I think everybody was like, oh my gosh, how do you coexist with your family again? And well, my family turned to drinking games. So whoever's listening probably will know my family, but if not, we're the epitome of the roses from Schitt's Creek. We're just so crazy and all over the place. Um, and we started playing these drinking games. And I remember there was one night where we were playing. It was it was kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but worse. And there was drugs, sex, dating life, college history, the whole nine yards. And I do not like hearing that about my family. It was something that was just way out of line, but everybody was in this weird state and they thought it was okay to just share. My family woke up the next morning and we looked at each other and we, it wasn't the same. Everything had changed. And we said, we're never playing those games again. And we've actually thrown them out since like they're not allowed in our household. But we did turn to the, the whole Zoom sessions. I remember we started playing categories with friends in Australia. It was a lot more PG than our family game night, but it was amazing. And everybody started Zooming each other. And it was weird to see people through a screen for the first time. But it was nice because we actually started talking to people we don't really get the chance to talk to all the time. And it's not like we haven't wanted to reach out to people. It's just... You don't have the time. And I think everybody was given this time finally to just sit and stop and reflect on what was going on in their life and who they've missed and who they need to get around to. I also know that people started doing more hobbies, DIY stuff. I started a tie-dye business and it failed miserably. I mean, I, I didn't give that much effort into it. I know some people that are still running successful you know, quarantine businesses. But yeah, no, it was just, I was so bored. And college was a joke at this point because professors had no idea what to do online. This was the first time something like this happened. Another major event during quarantine was my birthday. And I don't mean like my birthday is major or anything, but you know, everybody thinks of their birthday as to go out and to party and to do things. And I was actually okay with it. I'm not like a birthday person. So it was really nice to just be inside, relaxed, and not worrying about like if everybody's happy or what's going on. But I do know that I saw a lot of people turn 21 during quarantine. And I think everybody thought, oh, poor March and April and maybe even early May birthdays, you know, they have to be stuck inside and they're not really doing anything. And that summer birthdays, we're going to have the best time ever. And I mean, no one knew how long this was going to last. But I remember I saw one of my friends who turned 21. Her parents made their house into a little nightclub. The dad was a bouncer. Each different room of her house had like a different drink. I saw this, you know, a lot of people were doing it. You see it all over social media. But that's really cute. And they were so thoughtful to try and do that. But Everybody just imagines their 21st birthday, especially in America, because that's like our drinking age, to go out and put your ID in front of a bartender or a waitress or a bouncer and be like, I'm actually 21. So as much as everybody tried to fix, you know, the situation at hand, there's just really no fixing those 
kinds of emotional times. So I think at that point, everybody was settled into the fact that this was going to be a long haul, you know, um, birthdays won't be the same. Holidays won't be the same at, at that point. For my family in May, early May, we decided it was time for us to go where my grandma lives, which is Northern Michigan. And we normally spend our summers up here um, on a lake. And we decided to pack up. Warmer weather was coming. We wanted to be closer to the outdoors. And we crossed over the border into Michigan and we stopped for gas. And I walked into this gas station, like mask on, sunglasses on, hood was up. You know, I was not prepared for this. And they all looked at me like I was a psychopath. Not one person had a face mask on in this entire gas station. And that was crazy for me because back in Philadelphia on the street, you had to wear a face mask, even if you were just outside. And people in Michigan were not taking this seriously. For the entire first week that we were here, our grocery stores did not have mandates. I went in there. No one was wearing face masks. And it was only really towards the end of May when Governor Whitmer, like, you know, put that mandate in is that we have to have masks at all indoor places. And people were so angry up here. And it just, it made sense. You know, people weren't used to it. They don't want to do it. There was not as many cases up here. So I understood their frustration, but at the same time, it was like, all right, let's just help everybody out. If we protect and, and do our job, then this will be over faster. So what would have been my graduation day was a few days after we arrived here in Michigan. And I remember my mom saying that we were going to have, you know, two or three of our really close friends down. And that was fine. I, I definitely wanted to be around people, but I was already in a pretty bad, you know, emotional state. I think a lot of people look forward to their college graduation. For me, it was walking across the stage, peace sign, middle finger maybe, you know. College is challenging and you change so much from being 18 years old in your first year to 22, 23 in your fourth year or however old you are when you graduate. But you just change so much and you go through so much in such a condensed period of time in a bubble of people. And so having that was like something I really looked forward to in my senior year. And on the day of my graduation, more people arrived in our area in Michigan and my mom invited them to my quote unquote graduation party. I mean, altogether it was like eight people. But when she told me that, I turned around and burst into tears for the first time of quarantine. I, and it wasn't that I didn't want those people there. It just, it struck me all of a sudden that I'm losing something that was so important to me. But at the same time, I could not, I could not rationalize that, that hurt and that emotion that I was feeling when people were in hospitals dying and frontline workers were, you know, stuck in hospitals as well. Like, there was just so much more going on. And I was like, I can't be this upset about a graduation right now when there are bigger things going on in life. But that's kind of the point of this podcast is like, those are justified feelings. 
that was something that was important to me and that I thought I was taking for granted. Like I didn't really think it was that important, but it, it was. So anyway, they, I mean, it was amazing. They made me laugh. My dad got a 20 foot banner with my graduation photo stuck right in the middle. I mean, it's the size of my body and it's hilarious to look at, but you know, it was a good time. We played charades and drank way too much. And if I couldn't have been anywhere else, like this was the best place to be and the best people to be around, um, given that I couldn't be at my college or with my college friends. And then the temperature started to warm up up here and we hit summer. Feeling good. Hey, feeling good. Like I should. When in Durkle, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed. Never stressed. Got the sunshine on my Sunday best. Yeah. Hey, every day can be a better day. I mean, we still wore our face mask at restaurants or going to the grocery store or the gas station. Everybody was super protectful going out, but we had our pod of people up here and we're very fortunate enough to have a boat and access to a lake. And so I spent every day, if I was not working, um, just a side note, I was able to get my job back at a retail store. So I was working there. It was super safe you know, one person in, one person out at first, and then wearing a face mask, cleaning the whole store. If I wasn't working, I was on the lake all day long and having fun and having laughter. And it felt like any other given summer up here for me and my friends. We were partying and laughing. And if somebody would come up and enter the pod. It was so safe. I mean, we made sure that nothing was wrong. But for me, I was just on this perpetual high for three months. I mean, it was in the sunshine, tan, running outside. And I didn't really think about the fact that there was other people not being able to do this. You know, I had a lot of friends back at home stuck in apartments or household situations that they didn't want to be in or struggling financially because they couldn't go home to their parents' house or their job, like their job wouldn't let them or they didn't have a job even, you know, a lot of people got laid off. So while I was stuck in this little bubble up here, a lot of people in the world were hating life. But a lot of people weren't. Like, look at how the cases just started to drop um, during summer. And I think given that was we were outside, no one was really in crowded indoor spaces anymore. And it was a good time. Summer was, like, everybody thought, ooh, that's, that was a break that we needed in this situation. And during all of this, like, I spent way too much time not thinking about finding a job. And my parents, I don't think, wanted to bring up the job situation to me because I think they felt bad that my senior year was ripped away and they saw how emotional I was during my graduation. And I think they just, they felt bad. But as summer was coming to an end, they put their foot down. They were like, you need to, you need to do something. So as August rolled around, I started to seriously look for other jobs, a potential career path. 
And I started applying to anything that I saw that could fit my experience. And of course, you know, there's always one bullet point on a job application that you don't fit. And there's always somebody else that you're going up against. So I just started having a hard time. I got into the final round of a company interview and I was up against a guy that was 26 years old. He had five years of experience in that specific role, not at that company, but at a different company. And, you know, they called me and I was actually in the Detroit airport flying home to get my car. And they told me that I was such a perfect fit for the position, but this other person, because of the experience and the fact that they wouldn't have to train them as much, that's why they got the job. I was so defeated. I genuinely thought it was me that was the problem. It wasn't. They said that over and over again, but you feel that way. And for anybody that's been looking for a job, I'm sure you can relate. Like you always feel it's your problem, but in the end, we are still in, you know, kind of COVID lockdown. People are still struggling with revenue and we were headed in towards the fourth quarter of the year. So it was justified and it made sense, but it still started to hit me a little bit. So like I said, I was headed home and I got a small break, saw my friends for the first time. Some of my friends that were abroad, I saw for the first time in over a year and it was nice. I finally made it back up to Northern Michigan after a week being gone and it it hit me really hard. And when I say it, I mean the loneliness. Now, a lot of people had already gotten to this point by March, but I was still okay back then. My family was keeping me going and then summer was awesome. But up here, it's just me and my grandma at the time. And I love her. And it was amazing to spend the time with her. You guys really need to go ask your grandparents about their youth and their introduction to adulthood because they've gone through this. Like they've seen a financial crisis. They've been in a job crisis, an identity crisis. Like they've been through it all. And they can tell you about their experience, which is a great way to learn. But, you know, my grandma is an avid news watcher and we would watch the local news at six and then Nora O'Donnell at 6.30 and then David Murrah at seven. And when you hear for almost two months straight for an hour and a half every single night about how miserable the world is, how this virus is affecting people, you know, over and over again, it really took a toll on me. I didn't really leave home that much. I started getting really tired all the time. And there was one week where I only left bed to go to work. I developed a TikTok addiction my screen time, guys, I got a notification. Eight and a half hours average per day. That is so disgusting. But I was low and I never knew what depression or anxiety. I mean, I was left with my thoughts to think about what my friends were thinking about me, what 
the people I graduated with were thinking about me. It just looked from an outsider's perspective, it looked like everybody was doing something and that I was stuck in Northern Michigan by myself with no, you know, career goals, just doing nothing. And I didn't really hear from a lot of people during that time frame. So it just kind of felt forgotten about. And it took me a long time to realize that that was so petty. I'm like, no one needs to really think about you. Like no one can change that problem for you. You need to change it for yourself. Um, so I got back into doing a routine. I, I'm really good about waking up. I, I make my bed right away. And then I started exercising more. I actually got called out by my 84-year-old neighbor who walks her dogs twice a day. And she was an avid runner when she was younger. She saw me walking one day and she basically yelled at me and laughed at my face for not running. And she's and I made this stupid excuse. I was like, but I played volleyball and soccer and lacrosse and my knees are terrible. Like, get over yourself. Grow up and start running and be active. So I put my mind towards doing that and really looking for jobs. And I think the toughest part was I couldn't talk to my grandma during that week about what I was going through. It's not that she wouldn't understand or try and be supportive, but I didn't want to put that burden on her because she wasn't going through the same. Like she's been on her own independent for so long that she is totally secure in her own thoughts. And she's so happy-go-lucky. Like she paints every day. She's found those hobbies. So I, I actually took a play from her book and decided to sit down and realize what I wanted to do. I put it down on paper about where I want to be in the next few years, what that career goal is, and how I'm going to make that work. Luckily, I took it upon myself to actually reach out to people that I thought maybe they're sitting in the same situation that I'm sitting in. And they were. There were so many people that were on their parents' couch feeling like they have done nothing with their life in the last nine months. It went by super fast, but we've accomplished nothing. And I'm not trying to say that it was refreshing because I don't wish upon anybody what I was feeling during those dark days. But I think that's why I wanted to start this podcast is because there's so many of us that are going through the same thing and need to share their experience. So at that point, it was nice because I knew my family was coming back up for Thanksgiving in a few days and that my friends were going to be here and my dogs. Oh my gosh, I miss my dogs the most out of anybody that left. But they all came back up and it was a rush of normalcy, but it was weird. It was like a little shock to me because I'd been sitting alone for so long that being around, you know, people again, it just felt weird. And of course there's, you know, family drama about seeing people during the holidays. And I don't know people who are going to listen to this. I don't know, you know, what you guys did, but ours were very COVID safe. Um, and my grandma had moved over to her apartment in town. She lives there in the wintertime, um, just for like snow and health and different reasons. She did started doing that a few years ago. But we didn't get to see her on the day of Thanksgiving and we brought her leftovers. But, you know, she's able to see us now. They had her like in a quarantine period for two weeks. And so that's kind of where I'm at 
now I've been networking with a lot of people. I have a lot of great opportunities to get involved in the industry that I want to go into and a lot of great prospects for the upcoming year. So I hope something can come from that. But for right now, I just want to, I want to start this podcast to talk to different people because I know that we're all struggling still. We're nine months deep into this global pandemic. We've dipped back into lockdown as cases started to rise with the winter but I'm hoping that we can all be inside and listen to some Michael Buble and get in the holiday spirit and just enjoy the last little bit that we have. I'm not going to get on here and start getting into politics or, you know, are, are you going to vaccinate or not? But I do want people to be more open about their mental health and what they've experienced in the last nine months, I think we need to make it more of a normalized topic. So I hope I hope I didn't bore you guys too much with my story. It it really wasn't exciting. I definitely went on a roller coaster of like ups and downs and it was pretty extreme ups and downs. Um but I'm hoping that the people that come on here you guys can relate to or get some advice from or just hearing their experience made me think, you know, wow, like I wasn't the only person struggling with that in the last nine months because you're not alone. Like there are so many people going through so many different things. And I think it's going to be really interesting to have people share their stories. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for the first episode about my journey during the global pandemic. And I can't wait to hear from so many other people. Um, A side note, I never actually have tested positive for COVID-19. So I can't wait to hear from those who have and that experience and their emotions during it all. But for now, everybody just do something that makes them smile once a day and call somebody you love. And you guys make it a great day. Bye. Where you left me